Hello and welcome to the Club Development Podcast. My name is Andrew Jenkin. Our guest today is Raza Sadiq, the founder and chairperson of Active Life Club, a charitable organization empowering young people through sport in the south side of Glasgow. Last week, Raza was awarded with the Lifetime Contribution Award by Sports Scotland for his outstanding dedication to supporting young people in Glasgow through Active Life Club. And the club are also up for Scottish Sports Club of the Year, also at the Sports Scotland Awards, not to mention a few others along the way. Over the course of this episode, we spoke about his motivation for starting the organisation back in 1999, the development of the club since then, the governance of the organisation, including the, the kind of strong inclusion of young people on their board and plans for their 25th anniversary next year. So here is Raza Steek, founder and chair of Active Life Club. Raza, thanks so much for, for agreeing to join us today. I wanted to first congratulate you personally on your Lifetime Contribution Award from, from Sports Scotland and then also um, Active Club Life on their nomination for Sports Club of the Year. It's kind of, I suppose, quite a big week for you. Yeah, definitely. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And absolutely, it's a delight uh, getting a Lifetime Achievement Award for something I started and never envisaged. I'll be receiving Lifetime Achievement Award for something and being on a shortlist for a Scottish Sports Award as another kind of a credit to the hard work. And we'll be celebrating 25th anniversary next year. So it's a nice kind of a, a wee gift prior to the anniversary. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was hoping you could take us back to sort of the beginning of the club and I suppose your your kind of personal journey as well. How did you get your first steps into sport and what was your kind of original motivation to, to start the organisation all those years ago? Yeah, I can take you back to 1999 and I was studying in Glasgow University to complete my community education and development programme. And uh, I felt like to start something which I can write about because writing competencies could be sometimes difficult. And on that basis, a couple of uh, like-minded people and they wanted to play badminton. And at the same time, I was working in a health project to promote men's health. So idea came and established a committee, 50 pounds in the bank and name Active Life Club was uh, given at that time with no intention how this become will become, this name will become a kind of a hub and well-known name. And, and this is how it started to play, pay and play in badminton for men's. And after around about a year time and it's just grown and too many people were attending and we were booking courts, eight courts and jam-packed and then young people started uh, coming in and tinkering outside the courts and uh, wanted to be involved and there was a kind of a uh, quite lethal mix I'll call it because men wanted to play serious badminton and the young ones wanted to have a fun and because of that fun we have to really look into how we uh, accommodate young people and started asking men to go and book other venues and introducing them to other venues. And more and more young people came and we started focusing on young people. Still, we offer services to parents and so it's not the case we have given up on adults, but the young people has become the, the, the key kind of our, our driver for us to, and because the, the name suggests empowering young people through sports. So, 
we wanted to live those values and we used to offer so many sessions, seven sessions a week, all run by volunteers and no paid staff, very little resources. But I was a passion and the young people were merging from across the Glasgow and because it was a kind of a hub for them to come and uh, play and uh, socialize in, in a safer place. But it, it came with challenges as well because when you're bringing people across the Glasgow, then it comes with some other uh, issues which you have to deal with them. But over the years, I've, I've seen transaction young people becoming volunteers and then young leaders and becoming on the board. And and it's just really, this is our journey plan. There was no huge vision. There was no plan. We will be reaching to 24 years. And and it just really keep growing and it keep growing. And it's the first time we have taken a, a paid staff in 2021. So we have delivered a lot of provision from all sports to outdoors, to leadership, to you name consultation, to and and any other community events and research. And we, we were involved in getting young people to get involved, making sure they are gaining their transferable skills to succeed in education or when they move out to employment. And so they could use that reference too. And this is how it evolved from a, just a wee small uh, sports club or a badminton club into becoming a, an organization which is catering the needs for uh, disadvantaged young people. Yeah, I, I noticed on your website, you, you discuss it's not necessarily just sport, but sport is often often the vehicle you use to kind of um, empower young people, as you say, as the as the, uh, the kind of the strap line of the charity says. What are some of the challenges that um, the young people are coming to you with that you're kind of helping to address through your activities? Uh, when we started, obviously, this was something totally new and they never had that kind of a provision where they can relate with, they can trust. And this is how the message of belonging kicked in because then they started calling ALC. So ALC has become a kind of a brand name. And uh, the reason was because it's a word of mouth coming through because young people, they, they wanted to really come and enjoy. And at the same time, obviously, probably they've been kind of deprived from uh, being in a place which can they can call that's their club. So th that, these are the challenges. Obviously, the challenges of issues in school and issues in a community. And some young people were involved in uh, not very healthy kind of a carry-on and getting involved in antisocial. And, and th there was a multiple factors. And and the, the based on those factors, we use sports as a medium, as you said, but we never saw sports uh, just only for a competitive nature. It was a more like a building characters and building self-esteem and and giving them tools where they can really uh, go and experience and get involved and become active citizens. And at the same time, uh, bringing them close to service providers. And uh, for example, we had speak up, we had events with the police and counselors and it's just really giving them a understanding of how you could be involved in a civic participation you can have your say you can shape services and they, they were kind of a forefront of active life all the time and still 
we were probably a club who had at one stage 80% of young people on our board. So, and at that time, we were not really a financially kind of a rich club. We are still not, but that, that shows sometimes money is important. But the reality is how you get people actively involved in a decision-making processes and which becomes a success itself because they own it and it belongs to them and they, they like to give back. And I can give example for example. The parents used to come, like kids are coming telling me, my father used to come or my mom used to come and they asked me to go. And it's, it's, that's a kind of a credibility we have created and it become kind of a, a family kind of oriented uh, a club. And, and it's, I, I see regularly now over even young staff, they're under the age of 26 and, lot of young female volunteers. This is something we managed to tackle gender inequalities. And for example, a Muslim woman wearing hijab and a young female, they come with a long coat. And so, and they are welcome and they're coaching boys. And uh, we are trying to break that myth as well, because at one time we were seen as a boys club because a lot of boys used to come. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and I, I know a lot of your activities are for free as well so um how is it how, and you mentioned you, you know you're not a financially wealthy or well-resourced club in that sense at least how do you go about funding the activities that you deliver that's a, that's a big question actually because uh, the, the group we are working in and and it's a disadvantaged community and it's a well kind of a research than the, the people living in a poverty and but the COVID has really amplified the suffering as well. And at one stage, we used to charge a small amount for uh, young people to pay and take part in activities, but they were very affordable. The reason we, we wanted to make sure we don't want anybody to stop playing sports because of they can't afford to. And sometimes uh, the larger family, the two, three, siblings coming in, in, in a club and if you charge full amount and definitely you're putting a blockage to their participation. So we made sure we will encourage young people to take up this healthier option and sports, as I said, builds character and and, and the basis of that, we, we don't want to deprive anybody in a sense, but at the same time running and how you sustain, that, that opens a question. The, the fundings are not really the way it used to be at one stage, but at that time, we were not very keen because uh, the, I think the success came from who we are and we were not dictated by anybody. We were really working with young people, asking them, and we were offering sports sessions and they were kind of a well, kind of overly uh, subscribed. And we are still overly subscribed. I can tell you our Saturday session could be 100 plus and it's, it's just managing that expectation. But we do apply for some small funding, and especially 2021, uh, thanks to Glasgow City Council. And one of the funding uh, stream we applied, and we managed to secure funding to uh, employ staff. And because running on a warranty basis, you, you reach to a peak where you cannot really function further, and the chances are you're going to decline. And for that reason, for us to really move where we are and moving to a next phase, that was so important and we were successful. And since then, our kind of our trajectory is going further up. Now we 
not on that peak we are further up so it's it's just really thinking how we and now two three staff in we're building the building staff in a sense of young ones to we encourage some youngsters to take up uh, sports coaching programs and such so this is how we are trying to really sustain we do small activities uh, offer in schools where we can get some money out of it and some mini projects and generate a kind of a financial stability but it's, it's a hard going you're always chasing because now i've got responsibility for staff so making sure we sustain them and mm-hmm. and they can develop the project so it's, it's a kind of a mutual uh, approach and a parents asking parents to support when it's required and but we we are trying to really uh, Uh, alleviate poverty but i i cannot really say with conviction we will uh, reduce poverty but we are making small contribution towards mm. yeah absolutely i i wondered as well if you could touch upon the type of impact that you've been able to deliver as a as an organization since starting perhaps as a i don't know if you know statistics off the top of your head that might be quite a a hard thing to to sort of throw on you or even just case studies of of young people that have kind of graduated through your activities yeah i i can share some obviously going back to and the number number wise there was not a day or a session which will be undersubscribed that's the one thing i can uh share with uh, full confidence last year a report uh we engaged with 958 or so in a year as a large number for mm. a small small community organization and majority is run by volunteers with small number of staff and but i've seen that we have delivered we're not just simply offering sports you mentioned at the start because we are delivering employability options for young people where they can pick up skills go through coaching build their kind of a portfolio that could help them to for their college applications university applications as well because we're taking young people from school we are uh, co- collaborating with some other institutions to look into how they can support them so re- recently we started some partnerships and which will be focusing on uh, school placements and and under representation in stems and so it's just really we are using this as a medium but idealistically young people love to take part in sports and when they come to take part and this is where we mold them to something else so they can get involved in there so when it comes to outcomes i know so many that people are professionals some they had a difficult kind of transition from school but they are successful through the help of active life and some people change their kind of a career uh going from a business or admin course to sports coaching and then physiotherapy and these kind of things so i can see i i cannot say like we have changed the the world but what we have done is within our own capacity we made a mark on on the community and the young people and the, the legacy will be remembered Mm-hmm. absolutely yeah the um the the governance of the organization you mentioned it's kind of traditionally been very you focused i mean what kind of an impact has that had on on the activities of the organization and how how kind of intentional was that to make sure that there were always young people at the forefront of how the organization was governed mm-hmm. yeah keep in mind we, we need to live the values if we're calling us a youth organization so we need to have young people at that stage and 
decision making kind of processes and we still uh, consult uh, and we consult a lot to young people when we are developing things and uh, one one of the good example i can share with yourself uh, this already and we we are already talking about could we have active life club mascot for the 25th anniversary so how we should really uh, go about it so we had uh, some ideas and we put those ideas to young people and and we went through voting system so we asked them to and that was very interesting and because uh, they were having their own say and uh, they were saying things and and which you can see uh, they, they are keen and uh, one of sometimes we might have ideas but we think yeah that will resonate very well with young people and we had a a, a visual of a puffin and most of them they were calling it penguin <laughs> so so now you can see and uh, we thought well it's, it's, they will understand and but that, that's not the case so i think so they learn through that process when they get into those kind of conversations because we have done uh, for example action research in the past where we ask young people to conduct research learn about research skills and interviewing skills and writing reports so we have done that one because that was a older group we we are embarking on another hopefully and and we we started working on a documentary with glasgow university and a gmac so which came through and it's a nice kind of connection active life started from glasgow university when i was studying so things are sometimes things are coming in our way and we don't even think Mm-hmm. because and something happens because we are always proactive to work in collaboration and a partnerships that's been our survival because not having a huge capacity and expertise but when it comes to governance now we've got quite sound board in a sense of making sure we have created a youth forum to really ask them to feed into because uh, having a majority of young people on the board as a trustee which was absolutely uh living the values but it was uh sometimes holding us back in a sense of expertise when it comes to applications and managing and so we, we try to balance we created a parents forum we created a youth forum and i'm making sure we are taking their kind of a input anything we are devising and i think so that's working really well and that's giving us a kind of a process to grow so mm-hmm. I, i can see that the benefit of having a, a real kind of meaningful engagement and not just a, so professional and tokenistic but we we realize but that's why we we keep trying we try different things we're not feel uh, frightened of failure because where are we going to fail because if, if we run a session and it's already over kind of subscribe and what failure that will bring so yeah. it's just really that's a kind of approach we, we don't really set in a plan for a 3 months to organize a project or a partnership we can agree partnership very quickly even on the phone if it's mm-hmm. something which will help young people and will help community and why we should be really uh holding back that's the kind of approach we have and yeah. this has been a success it comes with uh extra kind of a workload on you yeah. and, and and you have to really balance that one but slowly and gradually we are getting quite savvy the young staff are getting savvy and it's, it's just i think so we are heading in a direction where i can see the how the, the project will further grow because a huge potential because our client base is huge 
and and uh, you can reach out to the families and we know the culture and uh, they trust us and we trust them and it's a word of mouth and uh, recommendations are happening so all these are a very very positive vibes for us to see and this has been the case for the past 24 years yeah absolutely and it must be you know really reassuring for for the number of partners that you have to see your beneficiaries involved so actively in in not only the activities you're running but the, but the governance as well in that sense oh absolutely because the the key kind of focus is really inclusion and we we want this message to go across to mainstream organizations and if we have a strong base and we have tried and tested methods to engage with community and why not really having those collaborations to make sure our message could resonate to mainstream organizations and we can connect with mainstream organizations because they do have resources. They've got a lot of expertise. They've got processes which we could benefit and they could benefit from our kind of a grassroots engagement within the community. And I think so, my belief is uh, sports unites and, and racism divides. And this is something have been the case because I've been very proactive when it comes to challenging uh, racism and inequalities and and uh, and I, I see there are still a lot of barriers and that that's the kind of a prime objective we have we want to push those boundaries we want uh, mainstream organization to uh, embrace welcome and it's, it's not uh, I, I don't I always say it's not rocket science really to promote equalities it's just really uh, you having those system in place and you really want to try and uh, rather than being afraid of trying and then have a genuine kind of a desire to bring change and i think so it's doable we have we have done it we have seen it we are delivering it and and without huge capacity as i said at the start there was no vision no big plan and I still obviously now we've got business plan but just yeah. but and but then again even not having a business plan for 24 years and still we were successful. So it means if you are really uh, keen, you want to bring a change, you want to bring community together, I'm sure sports is one of the best medium you could. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, and I think that just goes to show how embedded some of those values are within yeah. Yeah. within the organization that they, you know, that, that it has just naturally happened as a result of the of the things that you were doing. But um I wanted to ask about some of the challenges that you've faced from from its inception back in 1999 to to 2023. Obviously, Scotland is a very different place as as is the rest of the UK. What have some of the challenges been that the club has faced? And I guess I mean that in terms of societal challenges, but also specific to the club. Well, the the biggest challenge was uh, our own self doubt as well, because being too small. You're not seen as a viable partner. You're always uh, running around with uh, a piecemeal approach where mainstream organization might uh, approach you and, oh, we've got a couple of hundred pounds and I would like to work with you, you know. And sometimes you are taken away from your key objective and you, you become kind of a passive recipient of that funding. And that funding doesn't really allow you to grow and it actually takes you back. So these are the challenges I've seen over the years uh, at the early start, and we were not going anywhere. We were just a kind of a, anybody can plug, pull a plug and 
oh, we were what will we gone because we don't have capacity we don't have funding we don't have resource and we are just delivering a piecemeal kind of a approach dictated by some of the funding but then we had a good chat and we said we are not really moving the way we should be moving so we we started taking a lead role and that day has changed everything uh, we have grown we we become more mature people start really trusting us people start thinking yes we we could work and and some of the partnership came to from with the police to armed forces to you name it and these are the organizations they will never touch you at the start so it's just uh, these were the ch- similarly then people not believing in yeah you're just a wee small thing mm. and a, and a, you're just a, a wee club mm. so that was another challenge for us to really make people realize we we are a, a complete organization we are trying to bring change using sports as a medium but mm. that was a hard one to convince people or you just was there was there was there a t- like a, a a turning point for you in that in terms of so you mentioned that there was a discussion about you know taking control of of the destiny but was there one kind of break that you got with a funder that kind of allowed other funders to see and 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 back you or was it just simply you developed such a strong track record over those years that they couldn't ignore you uh, i think it's a, a both because a, a small amount of I remember at one point we got fifteen hundred pounds, and we were so happy. And we we delivered certain things, and we created a report, and we were good, really capturing visuals and going back to funders and sharing that experience. And similarly, you're right. We started building that kind of a capacity and report, and as kind of people started seeing, oh, they're quite good because. and uh, probably i don't know you have you dipped into our social media and uh, most of the visuals will be uh, young people taking part in things in a, in a large number and variety of things and and uh, 2007 first time we received a uh, award for our services and from that year till now there's no year we never received anything so mm-hmm. every year sometime in a year six odd awards coming through and young people were king awards and then media uh, coverage started kicking in and we did uh, eden the park couple of events in a locality to tackle islamophobia as well and and then we took part in hate crime week and so so we we started really going outward rather than simply staying on the pitch but we were really trying to create those kind of a activism within young people and that, that was another one where we started holding workshops so i think so it's a, a build up it was a slow build up and and still i'm not saying we are a, a, a gang millions that's not the case we are a, still small but we are managed well to be counted as a as a organization but i can see the the legacy the post 25 we've got a huge kind of a, a map in my head and and some of the staff in a we are discussing with the committee how, and some potential partners we are discussing with how we want to celebrate the 25th anniversary to showcase bringing organizations together the bringing organization to our doorstep as well to, so they can learn those tools what we've been collecting for years can they meet people 
Can the community meet with mainstream? Can we have the hybrid model? So all these things are being discussed and the, the documentary we are trying to create is, is just a, making sure that could resonate with people. I was part of it. Can I be part of it? You know, it's, it's just an, uh, making sure that the impact we made and the people tell the story to other people and uh, this could be replicated. So it's just really, these are the big uh, thinking behind don't have money yet <laughs> i don't know whether we will need money because we are looking into uh, building collaborations and one of the good example i shared about documentary as a two student they will be uh, doing their dissertation mm. creating a video so they are learning mm -hmm. we are getting something community will learn from it yeah so obviously there's a time commitment to it yeah. And, and and similarly, we will be doing. Uh, we have taken a lot of students from universities on a placement as well. Yeah. So that's the kind of a, a, a model we are creating now, and a, that model could be because we've got six main key objectives in our constitution. So we are not restricted to sports. We we are offering integration. We are tackling inequalities. We are alleviating poverty, building self-esteem and confidence and sports as a medium and employment options. So we, we are kind of offering a mix kind of part of uh, activities where people people can pick and choose and, and are, they can really take all of them to grow. So it's, it's just a, something is there for someone who's really looking to work along with us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's a there's a there's a number of things that strike me about the organization. Um, one is exactly that, that although it is sports focused, it is very much about using sport for those those kind of broader societal objectives. Um, but but equally, the number of partners that you successfully engage with, and I uh, can only assume be that's because of your kind of success rate of engaging with young people, which can be quite can be a, a kind of a a hard audience to reach at times so um, I think that needs to to be congratulated um, I wonder what you think the organization will look like in another 24 years time that's a, that's a big big question but one thing I can say with conviction because I'm, I'm very satisfied at the moment because the way the young people are coming on board especially young staff young volunteers particularly female volunteers and staff. And I, I can see, I'll give you a good example. Another day when I received the award and I, I said, uh, active life is in my DNA. And we were, we were in a meeting and one of the staff who, who's, who's leader, who's managing, and she said, I feel the same. So that was a, a, a light bulb moment for me. Mm. Something is being built now that fear and, and issues, what will happen if I'm gone? Have I built that succession planning? Mm. And that success, succession planning is happening, and which gives me confidence and anyone else who work with us to see people. It's not all about us. It's all about now how other people are taking that active role to take a lead. And I think so that's the kind of a success for me to see for mm. I don't know how many years, but I can see this will be a, a safe transition because I'll, I'll be, the time will come when I will say goodbye to 
to club. But again, I don't know in reality how it will happen because, as I said, it's a lick, it's in my DNA. And it's, it's like your own baby. You, you started in a, in a, for 24 years, day in, day out, evening, weekend, you name it. And you're always there. And I'm, I'm not that type of chairperson who just simply attend meetings. I'm someone who's hands-on. I'm there. And I'm there to uh, model that kind of a practice for other people to see. So okay. that's the kind of a uh, very hopeful. And I hope I answer your question. But this is how I see. I think so. Succession, succession planning is happening. And it's very positive. Yeah. Well, I just want to thank you again for for giving up your your time to to talk to us and and congratulate again on your on your lifetime contribution award thoroughly deserved and also wish you good luck at the uh, the awards for for the club of the year nomination that you're up for as well. Oh, oh, oh thank you, thank you for having me, and thanks for the best wishes. But definitely, this year is a a big year. We are up for a few more, by the way, just to <laughs> let you know. So we are up for a Scottish Women in Sports Award as well and a sports champion, and we are up for a Glasgow Sports Award as well. So there, there are a few good things coming on the way, and I'm I, I'm quite looking forward to how the next year will be planned. But again, I'll be happy to stay in touch with yourself and to see how where we can really uh, amplify this uh, this message to across the sporting arena, you know? So that was Raza Sadiq, chair and founder of Active Life Club. I found that a fascinating conversation with Raza, really interesting to hear his motivation and continued motivation to stay involved in the development of the organization, not to mention um, its growth over the years, how they've tackled uh, issues around funding, how they tackled the issues of scaling up as a kind of a small community organization. Um, And just there was a lot of takeaways there for me around how they kind of created that turning point in the development of the of the organization, how they involved young people, how they were first able to uh, appoint a member of staff. So I think a lot of learnings there for community organizations. I suppose the two biggest ones for me were the two I mentioned towards the end of the interview. One around just the sheer number of partners that they're able to engage with um, because of their connectedness to young people within the community which i think can be quite difficult for some people to do um but also their ability to include young people within their governance i think um two hugely um commendable achievements that they've they've managed over over the time it'd be great to see what their plans are for their 25th anniversary next year so there it is for this episode we hope you enjoyed it and look forward to chatting soon